Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Roll Dogs. Yes, welcome back. Because <laughs> last time you say I say the same thing every well, single okay, time. Well, I was giving did you, you write space something down? opportunity. No, I didn't practice anything. I just that's my comfort zone. Okay. So okay, well next time I'm gonna have you got a homework assignment. No, write something down. A new intro, something. Okay, <laughs> okay. I want to. Well, we're we're gonna act. We're gonna behave ourselves because we're in front of companies. We're gonna always be ourselves, but of no, course. we're gonna behave. But behaving, of course. Yes. So, welcome back. My name is Janelle. I'm one of the hosts of the Road Dogs podcast, alongside this bitch Amir. Hey, um, who is also a host, I guess. Yeah. Yes. All I right, guess. and <laughs> we have a special guest here. Um, so, as you know, we do our gay honors here on the Road Dogs podcast, and so today. Today we are featuring LGBTQ rap artist Armani Rose. What's up? What's up? Hey. <laughs> thank you for joining the madness. Yes, um, thank y'all for having me. Of course. So, as I, you know, to everybody that steps into <laughs> this show with us, this is my best friend. So, okay. we're going to go back and forth. This is my road dog. We want you to be as comfortable as possible. <laughs> okay. We're going to get in your business. We're going to behave this time. I'm here for the shenanigans. <laughs> okay, you gonna behave? Okay, you're right. You're right, you're right. So, um, <laughs> we have you here today in support of your upcoming album, The Foundation Under Construction, Yes, which is dropping June 9th, correct? June 9th. So, what's your yes. first initial thoughts? How which, you wait, wait, that's also my birthday. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Slide that in. Okay. Well, you've been taking a little long. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's season, right? Oh. No, it's Gemini? Yes. It is Gemini. It's definitely Gemini. Yes. It is, it is. You can't get that wrong now. I'm sorry. <laughs> See how it he is. Gemini. I love Geminis, though. See I how he switched up on you? That's, I'm a Libra, so we like... Okay, yes. yes. Yeah. I, have, I think I have a Libra somewhere. One of the moons, the... Okay. The yeah. hearts. That's signs. good for Geminis. Yep. Mm-hmm. That you have Libra mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I, I don't know when my moon is rising, my sun is setting. So you got another homework assignment. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not getting into astrology <laughs> and all of that, but... We're happy you're here. Yes, I'm happy um, to be here. And we're happy to support, of course. Um, so we have a couple of questions for you. Yes. As I stated earlier, we're going to get a little bit in your business. Just get to know you. Okay. Um, let our listeners get to know you as well, um, because we want to see you do great things. Thank you. Um, and so um, we'll start by saying, you know, just kind of get into the music questions. What made you start rapping? Like, what was the first initial kind of like, you know what? I want to do this. I'm motivated to do this. Yeah, so this was in college. I went to Benedict College. Shout out to my alma mater. Okay. And this was 2017. Um, this is when school was about to end. And honestly, I saw a lane that everybody was doing. I mean, you had Dream Doll, you had Cash Doll, you had all these people just rapping and doing their thing. And I was like, shoot, if they could do it, I could do it. Like, you know what I mean? So I actually saw a remix by Cash Doll. She did the work remix and I did my own. Um, And it wasn't nothing at the time serious. It was just something I was just trying out. Um, I graduated with mass communication, so I had a camera. And I just told my friend, record me. And I was in his room and I spit the verse. I was, <laughs> it was a time, um, but he really liked it. He really liked it. And I spit it for two, uh, two uh, of my other friends and they liked it as well. So 
I took it serious. Um, I used to work at Ruby Tuesdays. I used to be a host and Ruby Tuesdays at the time, <laughs> we were making no money. Um, South Carolina is just, it's a, it's a, Columbia is a big place, but compared to where I'm from, it's small. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really much money coming through there, but I mean, I was a host. I wasn't really getting paid off of tips anyway. Uh, but I used to have my host pad and I just used to write raps the entire shift. Um, and then I just started taking it serious. I got the opportunity at my college to start doing fashion shows. And um, we needed a, a kind of like intermission. And I was like, well, this is the introduction to Armani Rose. And I did my my first performance. Angie Stone was actually in the crowd and she was oh, bobbing nice. her head. Yeah, her um, hairstylist was doing our hair for our fashion show. Well, the girls' hairs uh, for the fashion show. And so, yeah, after that, we just kept it going. Okay, I was yeah. just about to say, like, when did you... Did you jump into it straight or were you already writing? But as you said, you were kind of writing a yeah. little bit before and then kind of transitioned. How did that feel, kind of jumping that barrier? Um, it actually felt really good. It felt really good. I was nervous. Um, I didn't go to a studio or anything. I was literally doing everything. I think I had an Acer computer, actually. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, just call us out. Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> listen, we're talking about my story, so hey. <laughs> so hey, listen. So, but yeah, I, I used to like literally look up on YouTube how to rap. <laughs> and um, it was this guy named How to Rap Drew. Um, and he has a YouTube channel, he teaches you how to rap. And he had this little rap schemes like Use to who's who, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I just used that rap scheme on a song that, on a beat that I found on YouTube. Um, so I guess to answer your question, I mean, after my friends told me that like they liked it, I just started really taking it serious from there. Um, and it was really, it was just fun. You know what I mean? Um, but once we had the fashion show, I was like, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to sound cocky, but I was like, who else better than to have right, than me? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at my school, I was very popular. You know, people knew me because of the way I dressed. And um, I was Mr. Freshman. I was in, I was a cheerleader. I was involved in so many things. So everybody knew me. So I was like, why not? And actually jumping that gun, it was fun. I mean, it, it brought something out of me. I used to, when I was young, sing and act and be in plays and things like that. And um, I kind of fell off for a long time because I was way involved in sports. Um, and so just being back on the stage performing, it like brought kind of like that fire back out of me. And I was like, no, nah, I got to keep doing this. Okay. Yeah. And I know you kind of mentioned um, some artists, yeah. Dream Dow, Cash Dow. Yeah. Or would you say that those are some of your biggest inspirations? No. So Cash Doll was the person I, that I will say got me into rapping, but, or inspired me to start rapping, I should say. But do I look to Cash Doll on a regular for inspiration? No. Um, my favorite person to look to inspiration for is Foxy Brown. I love Foxy Brown. I love everything about her. I think that she's very underrated. Um, I think that she really doesn't get the honors that she should. However, following her story, I understand why they don't. Um, but it will definitely be Foxy Brown, Jay-Z. I love I loved that whole era with Foxy, Jay-Z, Emil, 
Um, I love that whole era. Of course, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B was a big inspiration at one point. I mean, she still is. Um, but her her Gangsta Bitch music volume. Can I cuss? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gangsta Bitch music we volume do it all two. The time. Okay, cool. That's all <laughs> Gangsta do. Bitch music volume two was like when she came out with Wish Poppin' and then she came out. No, that was Gangsta Bitch music volume one. Then she came out with Gangsta Bitch music volume two. And that's when she came out with. Um, hectic and everything and that was a whole era so yeah those are the people i would say inspired me um but when it comes to cash doll and dream doll i think that because dream doll she started off on bgc then she started rapping it was booking shows and now you saw all these instagram influencers doing the same thing so i'm like shoot why why can't i do it that's awesome and it's so funny that you said your influences were like foxy brown jay-z because some of the tracks that we've listened to like mini man street clothes yeah. they do have that kind of like early 2000s aesthetic yeah. feel to them um i feel like my my the one that i closely was like when you said foxy brown is it why 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 yeah uh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. heavily inspired that, see i was like heavily that sounds inspired. like and i can't put my finger on the foxy brown song that it sounds like but i know mm -hmm. like on the album it's after candy but it's like right there like i i, I can't after i candy. know you talk about broken silence yeah, it's on Broken Silence, yeah. but it's a, it's a song on there. Hold on, I'm about to look it See, up. I know. <laughs> I, know what you're I know what you're talking about. So, actually, that song, um, Yippee Ya Yay, is kind of like a Broken Silence type of... That's, that was my favorite album by Foxy Brown until they dropped Il Nana 2, which they took off of streaming, streaming platforms. Yep. That's my favorite um, one by her. You talk about Tables Will Turn. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I know I got a, I got a good ear. Mm -hmm. I got a good ear for that. So, um, would you say that that era has a huge impact on your sure. sound and like in your style? And do you how do you want to see that like progress in your music moving forward? Yeah, it definitely has um, inspired my sound. I just think that that time, like people was dancing, grooving, like, and it was it just made you want to get up and do something right be active yeah and i like I, don't get me wrong i was just talking to y'all about the music in the club so i love the music that we have now and i'm trying to find my way into that because i don't really have songs out that you can match with like a little baby vibe or a dirt vibe or you know i don't really have those songs yet. i think i'm still learning that sound because i've been so heavily into 90s early 2000s but honestly Honestly, right now I wouldn't change it because I think that it's needed. Um, and I think it's still, I guess, from the beats that I select in my cadence, I think it's still relevant. Yeah, honestly, you know? I mean, with the revival that we're having right now, it's yeah. the 90s, early 2000s mm -hmm. sound. So that fits in perfectly. You yeah. don't really have to change to match what, I mean, that sound's kind of going out mm -hmm. now. So, yeah. And then um, where do you see mainstream LGBT, like the rap genre going in the future? Do you see it diversifying mm -hmm. to include a wider range of rappers? Because I know yeah. that some of the rappers that we have now that are really big, like Saucy Santana, yeah. it doesn't really mesh with the more hardcore rap. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I think that, I mean, it's going to take some time. You know, I mean, that just is what it is. Gratefully, we have representation like Little Nas X. We have representation, Saucy Santana. Out here, you guys have representation with Seven Deep um, and a plethora of other people. Um, 
but I think it's going to take some time. Um, you know, when it comes to mainstream, the ladies are going to flock to us regardless. It's the main crowd that you kind of have to pull in. And so that in my in my uh, career has been one of the more challenging parts. But one thing I always say is that you can't deny talent. You know, when you're talented and you make great music, it doesn't matter if you're straight. It doesn't matter if you're gay. People are going to like it. And I've been in multiple rooms with straight people and they've come up to me afterwards and congratulated me or saluted me on my music. You know what I mean? But I think it's going it's going to be a process. I think it's still new to the world. Everybody thinks it's like this gay agenda now and yeah. we're pushing gay on everybody. But it's like it's always been here. Yeah. It's just hasn't been, I guess, this broadcast this this much broadcast on you know to the world mm -hmm. or whatever so i think that the more that we show our community in a positive light and we have good messages with the things that we're putting out people will be more accepting to you know yeah. support us i think one of the things um and i'll get your opinion on it that saucy santana has kind of said it's like with him being in the forefront little Nas x being in the forefront mm -hmm. he wants to eventually have like award shows has have a lgbtq mm -hmm. category mm -hmm. how do you feel about that um do you feel like that would be um something that will be like a hindrance or do you think that that's something that could be like in support of the lgbt i think it's a start Okay. I think it's a start. I think if the category is going to get us in a room, why not? Okay. You know what I mean? And then eventually, you know, I I mean, we already be standing up for, you know, rights and wanting to be inclusive. So I think further down the line, the future generation can, you know, voice their opinion on being inclusive with all categories. But uh, unfortunately with us, we have to kind of like do we kind of have to like creep yeah. inside yeah. and right. have our own category for us. So I don't, I don't mind having a category. If it gets me in the room and gets me in the rooms with the producers and all the people that I admire, why not? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a way of highlighting. Yeah. Honestly, but there's also that kind of separating. So mm -hmm. it's like, you're not in the same category as the other people. You are right. in the LGBT category. Yeah. So. And that was, that was the only, I, I don't even want to say issue because like you said, if it gets us in the room, um, that I'm appreciative of that, but then I'm also kind of like, hold on, you know, mm -hmm. like don't separate. Good music is good music, right? Yeah, um, that's true. And, and so you you can't say like, for instance, just kind of like switching. Well, no, I can use Saucy Santana. You can't say like Santana or Little Nas X can't be in a category as right. a little baby, as a you know, right, like, things right. like that because. If the talent is there, it's there. Yeah. Um, but I do definitely understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I mean, I would love to just be in a regular rap category. You know what I mean? And it's not impossible. But if, you know, it does happen to where they make a separate category for us, am I going to be outside pitchforking? No. Right. I would just, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I would hope to be nominated in that category one day and be in the rooms. I think it's, to me, I would just appreciate being in the room yeah. first, Absolutely. you know, and working that set, and then we can work the next set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like gradually. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. And what are some of the so songs that you already have out now? What are yeah. some of the ones that you're really proud of that you're like? Mm -hmm. I put my sweat. I put my effort in this. This is really hot. Yeah, I think the the song that I'm the most proud of is Body Bag, and why I say that is because. Body Bag is my highest streaming song right now. 
Um, and it really like did its thing for me, like got me features. Like, I mean, people started following me. Other rap artists have reached out to me. And I think it was just the overall presentation of it. I had, I didn't have a budget for it, but I was smart with my marketing that time around. Before when I did the starter kit and I was just putting out other music, I was just dropping it. And I was worried about the money aspect and not more so that I already have the skills that it takes to promote something. I just got to come up with something creative. You know what I mean? Um, and I pay attention a lot to how people market and things like that. Um, so that would be my most proudest song um, because it just, it did its thing for me. I went from two daily streams to now, I mean, weekly, I probably, I think my highest week was like 300 and something streams in a week. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, to some people it may not be that much, but to me coming from a person who was just <laughs> recording on his computer in my college dorm to, you know, performing in front of radio stations with <laughs> computer recorded audio yes. <laughs> and then going to like, you know, my whole journey, I'm very proud of, I'm very proud of where I am now, you know, and I'm just excited to see where everything else takes me. Yeah, it's the progression. So yeah. every step, no matter how big it is, you're just, you know, yeah. more people have eyes on me, more exactly. people are talking about me, more people are sharing my music. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and okay. we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Amir. Thanks for tuning in. You can find Road Dogs podcast episodes and interviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify platforms. You can also see our latest updates and when episodes drop on our Twitter and Instagram page. Be sure to tell a friend to follow and support your Road Dogs. Now back to the show. All right, all right. So we're going to get right back into you know some of the questions. These are pertaining to like that. The project yes. that you are releasing on June 9th. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. How did you pick the title and what inspired it? Yes. So the title, I picked it, The Foundation Under Construction, because I wanted to play off of my first EP, which was called The Starter Kit. Um, and that, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Like it was my first EP <laughs> and I wanted people to, to hear my music. And so I just named it The Starter Kit because... At that time, I was really, really <laughs> under construction. I didn't even know what a mix and a master was at that time. So none of those tracks I even mixed or mastered. Um, but the foundation under construction, like I said, I played off of the starter kit. And I was just originally going to call it the foundation. But just calling it the foundation didn't sit well with me because I felt like I was, I was still kind of like in my learning stage with this project and so i added the under construction because there's a lot of things when i look back at the project that i'm like okay i'm proud that i've learned that now so then this new project whenever that comes out is going to be way better sonically yeah um but the project is is how can i describe it it's it's kind of going through my life at the time like i i what well, I, I said this off the podcast but i came from houston i was living there for two years actually moved out there for music and um yeah a lot of the songs are just really my story of what i was going through in houston i mean body bag is one of those songs where i'm just popping my shit 
Um, then it goes into The Bird Raised Me. That's talking about where I'm from, which is PG County, Maryland, Oscar City, D.C. Um, what's next? Getting Money. That wasn't when I was in Houston, but when I when I was when I was trying when I was preparing for Houston, I was getting a lot of I was getting a lot of money in Houston. Okay. Houston humbled me very bad. Um, Yippee I guess again one of those moves that I was in. Um, going all the way down to the end, where it's emotional, you have breakup song. Um, I think breakup song ends it. Um, and that that was actually a true story. So it's just a vibe. It really takes you from high to a low. And that was kind of how my Houston experience was. It started out very high and ended very low. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the description of the foundation <laughs> of the construction. Awesome, awesome. And so if you had to pick which song would you say was like the most difficult for you to write? Um, and why was that? Like, which one did you just kind of like, maybe like difficult as it pertains to like, maybe this was just a hard story to tell or difficult mm. because, you know, like the words just ain't worded. Like, I yeah. can't get it. Like, which one would you kind um, of? I think the breakup song was the hardest because at the time I was out of a relationship, still healing and you know, shower crying and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> slowly turn down the right wine face and that whole vibe. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't know what to say because it's like, okay, on one end I'm angry. On the other end, I still love this guy, but I wanna be angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, which is why I added a feature. I did I like I wrote the first verse, I wrote the hook. And after that, I was like, I don't have any more, any more to say, you know? And so I added Logical Say, who's a amazing rapper, and he said everything that needed to be said. Awesome. So, okay. yeah. And it was, it was different for me because I never wrote an emotional song that was that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Right. Well, it's out. But like, fuck that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you still feel that way about him is it still no i don't i've, I've healed through it i mean okay. i've went through the i've went through all the phases of breakup at this yeah. point you know so it's not i have nothing but love for him okay. yeah and then as far as the the single stripper yes which is out with the video yes um does art imitate life in that aspect? yeah do you yeah. do all those things well i i was a stripper for one night Okay. One tell night. us about well, before we get to tell us about that. How did that happen? Was it like a dare or was it just kind of like, let me just. No. So I went to school. Some of my close friends were dancers, okay. and but they were females. And so, I mean, I just, the girls that I hung out with, they're, they're very cunt, very cunt, very top tier Instagram type of girls, but they dance. And I was always inspired by them. And so, um, when I was in Houston, I was I was hurting for some money at the time, and I was like, "Shit, like it's it's been a you know desire of mine for a minute. You know what could hurt? Don't nobody really know no, me out yeah, here. Yeah. You know I'm from a whole nother city. So um, I saw the ad, and I seen a couple people going there, um, and so I did it for one night. I went out there, I tried it, I had a blast. I actually made most of my money from trans women. So shout out to the trans right. women. Um, and yeah, it was it was cool. Would I do it again? Maybe. 
Maybe if the money is raining in the places where I went, the money wasn't, it wasn't all that. It wasn't all that. Like I would have had to probably been working there for a while and really peeped out who were the, the money making clientele. Okay. Cause I was going to ask like, did you pull in or? No, I just, I went, I experienced it. And when I left, I mean, I made, I made some change, but I was like, if I'm gonna be making this every night and they're having to pay a sixty dollar tip yeah, out, like right. absolutely not. I might right. as well Uber and DoorDash and make and keep the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have to pay no tip out. Right. So, so no, I wasn't doing that. And then you gotta it's outfits that you gotta buy. I didn't want to wear the same thing. You gotta shave and make sure. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to shave. Sometimes I just want to be a man and be. There's here. a genre for that. It is, but when I go to the strip club. I don't. I personally don't want to see no big old hairy booty in my face, like, especially if it's hot. You've been sweating. Like I don't want to see that. I want to see very nice glaze. Oh, okay. Yes. So the booties, so I wanted to get that. So the booties with the BDBs, they can't be there. I'm not saying that they they can't be there, but that's not my preference. Like that's I don't not want, who you gonna be that's doing. That's not what I'm going to be doing. Like I want everything to be smooth. Okay. So walk us through the the video because it's a very interesting interesting video. Yes. Um, there was a gentleman that was in the video with you. Yes. Um, how did that process come up? Was that like a friend of yours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So both of them were my were our friends of mine. Um, so Shipper is a true story. The lyrics are true, except for the fe- the feature that's his. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He just he just marked the verse. But my beginning part, it, it was true. It was something that I did for somebody I was talking to. Um, and I was a stripper for Halloween. And I wrote about it. And um, the video, the video just came about. I mean, clearly, it, the video was not a uh, echo of what really happened. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, but um, I kind of wanted to incorporate the experience of when I was a stripper and then kind of put a little twist to it. And so that's why I brought in the other guy at the end because I wanted to have like a wow factor. That's what I was like, oh, surprise. <laughs> yeah, and nobody, like my friends and everybody, nobody expected that. But, that. but that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be very sexy. I wanted it to be very risque. I wanted it to be where when I put it out, people were like shocked and it had shock value. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it came about. And um, my homeboy, Amarian, he shot it, Amarian James. So shout out to him. Um, and Mikey and Dale, I mean, I've known Mikey for some time. I just met Dale. He, they had a, um, bottle service group in Houston called the Flawless Group and he was a part of it. So he served me and I liked his aesthetic and I was like, yeah, what's up? So did you shoot the video here or in Houston? In Houston. In Houston. Okay. It it was really dope and it was, um, aesthetically pleasing. I felt like y'all did y'all thing. It was, it was like raunchy, but tasteful. Yeah, and that, but that's what I wanted to give. Yeah. I wanted to give sexy, like I'm talking about being a stripper. What am I supposed to like? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I, and then I'm a, I'm a man. It like I wanted it to be a good balance between feminine and masculine. You know what I mean? So I personally feel like I gave that, but yeah, it had to be raunchy but tasteful. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you have a live performance of this, would you adapt what was done in the video to? live 
I would have to think on that because the video was one thing, but I think I would want to have like an actual like strip, like stripper design. Like I would want stripper poles. I would want pink or red lights. I would want like an introduction into the song. Like it would have to be like, and but that's why I'm not doing performances. I have too many big ideas, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a problem. But it's not. It's, it's going to come. It's, it's attainable. But like doing local performances, that's just the hardest part because it's like I want the set, I need the dancers, and I and I'm not connected as of yet. Well, it's a dream, you know, live performance. Is that yeah. what you would do? You would incorporate for sure, all of those for sure. If I had the budget, for sure, that's okay. what it would look like. That's what's up. And um, one of the other things. So, what are some of your dream collaborations that you have? And yeah. is there someone that you have in mind that would remix one of the songs on the project? Um, okay, so I'm gonna start with Dream Collabs. Of course, my first is Nicki Minaj. I mean, I think that's kind of like, if Nicki Minaj gives you a stamp of approval, it's yeah. kind of like, you in there. You, yep. Yeah, I would love a Foxy Brown, but I know she's not really, she, she, she doesn't really put out music like that. I think the last thing we heard from her was Coco Chanel with Nicki Minaj, but I would love to do something with Foxy Brown or just learn from her. Um, I would love to do one with Drake and actually learn from Drake because I want to get my melodies better. Um, who else would I love to do something with? Um, Are there any other rappers from that 90s, 2000 era that you're really gunning for? They'd be like, I really um, want them. Or just even on a future project. Um, Fab. Okay. Yeah, I think Fab is still, he's still got the swag I like. I don't, like, I'm not in the era of, like, a Jay-Z, Watch the Throne, or American Gangsta type vibe. Yeah, I'm still in, like, the best of both worlds, Jay-Z, okay. with R. Kelly. Like, I'm still in that vibe. So maybe in the future I would work with, like, a Jay-Z, but maybe a Fab, Rick Ross. Um, I would love to collab with 2 Chains. That'll be dope. Um, I mean, I could talk all day. Cardi B. I mean, I think that that would be lit. All the all the females out. I think if I if we did a, a collab together, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, I think I think when it comes to me being mainstream, when I get to that point, I I want to be very. I don't want to just be on everybody's stuff. Right. You know, I want it to make sense, and I want it. I want it to make sense for my brand, and I want it to make sense for my music. Because at the end of the day, it's a business, and I'm here. Although I love music, I'm here to sell the music yeah. as well. So I don't just want to be hopping on some just random stuff just to be popping. Like I want, it, I want my my legacy to have longevity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so speaking of you know like your project, and we talked a little bit about like some of the songs earlier. Do you have a favorite? Like, do you have a song that you just like, this is my standout, this is the one? Yeah, so Stripper was my favorite and it kind of still is because it's just it's just sexy and I like sexy stuff. Um, put it, I'm between getting money and put it down. Okay. Yeah, so putting down is one of those records I, I've been saying it's like my high school record, mm -hmm. if you will. It has that type of vibe to it. It's sexy. I'm talking very provocative, but it's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And then getting money is one of those like, like early 2000s Atlanta type of vibes. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I like that. 
All right, so I can't wait to hear the album, you know, like, sorry, the project. Yes. As a collective, <laughs> like, as a collective, just to kind of go through it, because I feel like, you know, once you hear, like, songs and it kind of flows, they kind of, you start tying them in together and it makes, you know, a bit more sense. We've talked about this before with some of the um, placement of some mm. of the songs and how, mm. what do we say, SZA? How some of her SZA, yeah. placements, it just didn't make sense. We love the album, yeah. but, like, the songs didn't make sense. So mm -hmm. did you struggle with that, with like, okay, what songs to put here? Mm -hmm. Or like, what was that process? Walk us through that. I'm actually really good with placements. Okay. Um, I think that as the, because I've been writing this before, kind of some of the songs been made since before I came to Houston, probably like maybe a month or two before okay. Houston. Like many men, it was a concept. And then I got to Houston and then, I met many men mm -hmm. and <laughs> that the record came about. Um, but yeah, placement, placement kind of came easy. Um, I mean, it's a lot of songs that I wrote in the process that of course didn't make the project or didn't even see the light of a studio. It only seen the light of my home studio. Um, but I think once it all came together, it actually just placed itself. Honestly, like once I was like, okay, it's time to to put it out. All the songs kind of placed themselves. Um, I think I did go through like a month or two where I was trying to figure out where I was going to place getting money and get BIA because I think that transition, the transition from getting money and get BIA, it had to sound right. Yeah, because getting money is one of those kind of like. It's not up tempo, it's like mid tempo, but it has a up tempo feel. And then you get into Yippee Yaye, and I'm just just talking all talking, types of yeah. shit. Yeah. And so I just had to figure out where I was gonna place that. Um, but I think I did a really good job from the intro all the way down. I think it, it just naturally organically placed itself. Okay. Know? And then going back to Mini Men, which is yeah. one of my favorites. Um, going into detail, I know it's going over like how dudes approach you mm -hmm. and try to holler at you. What is the best way? I guess getting a little bit more personal. Yeah. What is the best way to approach you? Um, I think just be be smooth, have swag. You know, be a gentleman. I like gentlemen. Like I don't like the a shorty. Like I don't, I don't like all that. I like gentlemen. I like guys that make me feel a little soft. Okay. You know what I mean? Take me on a date. You know, get dressed up, get your hair cut, have on cologne. I love men that smell good. That's like a weakness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, be chivalrous. So oh, the basics. Yeah. Like, and you don't, but you don't find a lot of people like yeah. that. A lot of times, you know, I get a lot of guys that hit me up that want me to come over and just chill. Or, you know, like recently I had somebody wanting to take me out. And they're like, oh, something happened. Just pull up for wine. Like, no, take me out. I'm, I'm, an, I'm right. new here. Take me outside. Let's go to dinner. Let's do, let's have conversation. Me sitting at your house and just chilling like that. That what does that vibe tell me? Yeah. You're trying to smash. Right. You know what I mean? Like give some substance to you. Okay. And so yeah. are you diving into your business a little bit more? Are you single? Are you dating? Are you involved? Yeah. I'm single. Okay. I'm single, but I am open to dating. Okay. Yeah. And so what kind of guy would you say you're looking for? Um I, again, I'm looking for a gentleman. I'm looking for somebody to be chivalrous. Um, a guy that likes to actually date and not sit in the house all the time. Um You should write a song about that. Another one. Yeah. 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 I think it'll organically like the perfect date. 
and just yeah. what what like what you should and what you shouldn't. Do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the stash. I'm gonna put that in the stash. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, but you know what? Like it, take, it takes experience. Like even with many men, like before I wrote that record, like I was like I said, experiencing different type of men and what they wanted from me and who they were, and then it just naturally, organically came. And a lot of my songs on this project naturally just flowed out of me. So I think that you know when I go on some more dates i think i'll find more of what i like but i know for sure i like guys that are just very gentle i don't i mean he got i like a little hard i like a little hood you know i mean he don't have to be hood he could be so i'm from the suburbs so he could be from the burbs but the main thing is just be gentle you know have some communication about yourself have some swag about yourself and yeah so are they not gentle in houston or not really. No, no. The guys in Houston, they just, they, the guys in Houston are for fun. Okay. Yeah, they're for fun. A, a lot of the guys, they say they want something serious and they talk a, a good game, but a lot of them are just show pieces, unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, because it's, it's a lot of attractive guys in Houston, but a lot of them are just show pieces. And I've dealt with a lot of show pieces. You know what I mean? Great guys. You know what I mean? Great at their core, but I think that because everything is very accessible and everybody's accessible, it's so difficult for people to, I guess, appreciate a good thing when it's in front of them yeah. because they want the next best thing or they see the next best booty or the next best face or this person is on the internet showing off their assets. You know what I mean? So I don't blame them, but because at the end of the day, we're men, yeah. you know, but it's a trip. I yeah. was holding yeah. hands with my boyfriend. Bitch, is somebody just right in our face? Was... Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like Miami. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah I've never stay, been to Miami. You stay, oh, you oh, gotta go. Yeah, I do. I do. But there, that's another song right there, Showpieces. There you go. We are just... Bitch, you about to rap. Right. <laughs> right. I may need to bring y'all to the right. studio. Uh, no, you don't want me in. <laughs> um, so my favorite thing about rappers, you know, kind of as we, you know, start wrapping up, is like punchlines, right? Yeah. So you said you said a couple of things, but what my favorite thing that you said was my first name Angel, but they biting off the kid. Yeah. I'm using that. Period. I just want you to know I am going to use that. Period. I just wanted to I wanted to wait until after the interview drop, but I will be using it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, so what's your favorite, would you say like punchline that you gave? Like on your album or just like of all time? Dang. Um on a project, I had a couple on Yippee Yay. Um, I think how I opened up Yippee was dope. I'm more bombed than now, Kaida. Drip like a diver. <laughs> no, not drip like a diver. Sorry, yeah. my bar is so sweet. You could call me the diver. Like, that was that was that was like, I just feel like that was that was sick. Like, and I remember me when I when I first said it and I recorded it, I was like yelling in my room, like, I have my moments where I'm like, yo, like, yo, like. I be I have my moments. So Yippee I Yay was one of those moments. Um it's a song that I have called No Smoke. It saw the light of day, but then it didn't see the light of day. Um, because I recorded it on my phone. Um 
I mean, though it was a couple punchlines in there too, but honestly, I would I would have to like I would have to go through a couple couple yeah. of the records. But, but I think I think that if I'm gonna say one, Yippee Yay, how I entered it, that would be one of my favorites. I sent the Godiva. My friend, um, he was in the ballroom scene a while back, and he's of course chocolate, and mm. his name was Godiva. And so oh, I really? sent him the Yippee Yay. I was like, you should use that. Like yes. just so you know, <laughs> like so. Um, since we um, became familiar with your music, we wanted to make sure that you know we did our due diligence. We listened yes. uh, to the record. So like I said, Yippee uh, Yay, that definitely was. Yes. One of my favorites. Um, I really do like Stripper. I Thank did put you. that one on the playlist too. Yes. Um very freaky. And then, yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, we sexy. all grown. Um, so <laughs> tell us like, you know, what's your what's your end goal in a perfect world? Mm -hmm. What 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 are you gonna get out of this? The end goal is to be a mogul. Um, I wanna have multiple businesses. I know eventually it'll come a time where, you know, my, I'm probably not going to want to rap no more. Or I may just be, you know, mature. Like when I get 40, 50 years old, I may not want to be talking about being outside. You know what I mean? I hope I'm not. I mean, I could talk about being outside, but I hope in a more mature way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love how Jay-Z, his music has aged. Even with Beyonce, like when she talks about being outside and things like that, it's it's a class about it. And you could tell she's outside with classy people and she's around money and it's a different type of lifestyle. So that's what I want to give. But a mogul, I want to be in movies. I want to have businesses, music. Um, I want to be able to give other people opportunities. Rihanna is my inspiration for fashion shows. So I want to be able to do fashion shows on that type of level because I, I love doing fashion shows in college. Um, so yeah, mogul status. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. And then um, you go ahead and let the listeners know, where can they find you yes. online? Yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram under Armani with one eye, Twitter, Armani with two eyes. Um, YouTube is Armani Rose. That's where you can see the video for Stripper, yes. um, which thank you guys so much. It's been doing really, really great on all social media platforms. So thank y'all. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So on on uh, streaming platforms, Armani Rose, Armani like the designer, Rose like the flower. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to make sure that um, your information is tagged, you know, so our listeners, our followers can definitely yes. um, tune in because what this is what I think we intended um, to do when we first right. initially started. We wanted to discover, we wanted to just give our kudos to the black males mm. that are here in Dallas doing their thing because we're on our come up too. So right. we're, right. you know, going after our dreams and why right. not share that spotlight with people who are as hungry as we are right. um, and to have that opportunity. So, you know, you're on our show, but we feel blessed that you even was yeah, like, yeah, because we, you know, that's the energy that we, that we need that we want to feed off of. Yes. And um, what a great way to do it. We're going into Prime Month, right? I know. Right. right? Yeah. Right. So starting us off. Right. So, we'll definitely so we'll we'll make sure you're attacked. Thank you so much for stopping yes. by joining me and my road dog, the Road Dogs Podcast. Yes, Road Dogs. Um, and the project, the foundation under construction, um, is dropping June 9th. So all yes. of our listeners, we want to make sure that you tune in, you listen, um, and support. Yes. All right. Period. <laughs> we are June out 9th. Here. Hashtag the foundation you see.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our exclusive interview with Armani Rose, who's an upcoming LGBTQ rapper here in Dallas. Yeah, I thought he was really dope. He was extremely dope, an extremely bubbly, um, informed individual. When he um, started talking about, because I feel like I know music. I feel like I know everything. Would you agree? I mean, you. Uh, yes, that's I, yes. Know, I'm tired. That's yes. Go ahead. Um, so I oh, feel like time. when he okay, oh, okay it's okay, it's okay. Oh, the patience. Okay, <laughs> okay. I know one thing. I know one motherfucking thing. No, see, no, but I felt like he definitely knew his music. Um, and I'm happy that I picked up on the you picked up as well on the 2000s influence. Yeah, you can um, really hear it in a lot of his um, tracks. Yeah. And even how he kind of styles some of the promo for mm -hmm. it. So I think that's a big, and if you're interested in that, yeah. it's definitely a genre to check out when yeah. his uh, project drops. So project will be dropping on June 9th. Uh, so definitely look out for it. Of course, he gave us uh, his social media. So take a look at that. And we'll be coming back with more artists. Yes, absolutely. We're excited for it. We're excited because we have the opportunity to assist individuals to get their um, the things that they're passionate about on other platforms. And we also want to make sure that we are showing our support um, to individuals that are supporting us as well. Right. So I think next week um, we have Johnny, right? He's the he's the guy. He makes knee pads for eager girls. <laughs> <laughs> so we love supporting our community and getting out people's spotlights. Bitch. <laughs> Cut the camera. Dead ass. Okay, oh my guys. God. We're out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>